As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. <laughs> so yes, Google Podcasts. I'm still getting used to that. Uh, yeah, basically the same thing as iTunes in terms of Android users. Yeah, very simple. Just look up Podcasts or Google Podcasts in the App Store. It's free. Everything that's on iTunes is on Google Podcasts. So... It's basically, uh, I can, what the, am I just seeing? What the, hmm, I'll get back to that in the second segment, but, hmm, wow. Anyhow, <sighs> everything that's on iTunes is on Google Podcasts. You, you, you get the idea there. <laughs> Google Podcasts is the iTunes for Android users, now that I've run that a little too long. Okay, well, way, way, way back in the day, you know, way back in the day, the Vikings had a tie in Lambeau Field, you know, way back in the old days. I'm not even going to look that up right now because, well, the most recent one was 2013, and the last time before that was way back in the in the old days, right? Way up 2013, so the Vikings do it again today, 29 to 29. And, yeah, well... Look, this is beyond belief! That's not even the half of it. Uh, where do we go with this one? This is either the easiest show ever or the hardest show ever. I don't know. It's somewhere in the middle. It's uh, it's easy in terms of information. It's hard in terms of like, how do I get to all this without like going crazy? So I'm going to get to what I can <laughs> without losing my mind. The Vikings and the Packers had a 29 to 29 tie. And of course, my moron self last week at the beginning of the show said 20 to 16 when it was 24 to 16, which really annoyed me. So I hate when I make silly mistakes like that when I actually believe I'm saying the right thing and it pops out wrong. 29 to 29. I'm looking at it right here in front of me. Yes, Chester Taylor. Remember Chester Taylor, 29 for the Vikings and 29 for the Packers. I don't even want to go there. The Vikings are set at quarterback. <laughs> we don't have to worry about the quarterback position. Um, I think that's really safe to say that Kirk Cousins is uh, hit legit. He is top He is top echelon, upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. Amazing day today. 73%, 424 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. And the one interception was what you would call unearned. Like when a pitcher, like say when a, a pitcher gives up a run, whatever, and a player in the field coughs up the ball and it's an error, it's an unearned run. Like the run scores and everything, but it doesn't count against the pitcher's earned run average. This is an unearned interception by a guy who scored his first touchdown in his NFL career. That's a guy by the name of Laquan Treadwell who scored his first career touchdown and the Vikings tied up the game after <sighs> getting blocked on a punt. Old Wild got blocked on a punt there. Poor blocking in front of him. Unbelievable. Poor blocking early in the game. That improved better for Kirk Cousins. 
it improved during the game. So kind of an anti-effect to last week where the blocking was solid. It was okay early, and then it got really bad, and Kirk Cousins had an awful fourth quarter because of it because he had no time to throw the ball. Protection improved, and Kirk Cousins was downright lethal today. Lethal. I can say that with full confidence. He was unbelievable in this game. And he was the steadying influence throughout the entire game today, I have to say. I mean, every moment you thought this team was finished and that Aaron Rodgers was just going to roll over this team like a steamroller and that every bleep and bounce of the ball, every bleep and yellow flag, every this, every that is going to go the Packers' way because they're the most spoiled freaking franchise in NFL history since 1992 thanks to a couple quarterbacks that uh, fell in their lap. That's right. A guy that was cut by the Falcons, we all know who that is, old Hattiesburg himself, Brett Favre over there, luckily played a couple good, well, one good year for the Vikings and one disaster of a season that he didn't want to play. He just took the money, basically. Uh, <clears throat> let's leave that alone. And then another one that fell into the Packers' lap, now the name of Aaron Rodgers, of course. We've heard that a billion times because, well, the San Francisco 49ers, his boyhood dream playing for the Niners passed on him and so did like 24 other teams, including the Vikings, twice in that draft. So yes, everything goes the Packers way. Everything. Until today, for the most part. But, well, we didn't lose in Lambeau Field. But we didn't win either. And we easily could have won in Lambeau Field today for multiple reasons. Um, nine points should be on the board. Maybe six. Maybe make two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad, like like uh, Meatloaf says. But Daniel Bleepin Carlson, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a couple guys, I mean, the, the theme of today's show, I mean, just look at the field goal percentage here. <laughs> field goal percentage. Mason Crosby missed his, uh, wow, son of a, I, I don't even want to go into it anymore. I can't take it. <sighs> Mason Crosby missed late after making five bleeping field goals. Missed late because uh, Zimmer and crew called a timeout literally as he was kicking the ball. That was awesome. He would have made it and the Packers would have won. It was kind of short, but it still made it. I'm just like way ahead of myself. Uh, I hate that we lost, uh, that we did not win. I, it feels like a loss, doesn't it? But you know what? We can all sit and be happy and be, uh, be happy that we did not lose this game because I don't know how many times the Vikings lost this game, including the kick by Crosby, which would have ended it. Of course, study, starting the game out, fumbling a punt, literally getting a blocked punt and into the end zone by the Packers, just starting the game out miserably. Um... Other than, well, okay, you stop the Rodgers offense real early on the first drive. We get a three and out, and then yuckiness happens. Well, we get one first down, get pushed backwards, stupid penalties throughout the game, and then poor blocking, this and that, and it led to the blocked punt and a early score by the Packers. But then the guy who stabilized everything, the stabling influence throughout the day today, led the Vikings on a pretty awesome drive that we had to work our ass off to get. But still, accuracy, threading the needle, to Stefan Diggs and others along the way that led to Laquan Treadwell's first touchdown. Adam Thielen, obviously. Uh, Delvin Cook getting three catches, which led to 52 yards today. Uh, definitely showing that versatility. He was targeted five times, three catches total. Uh, both Thielen and Diggs were targeted 13 times. Adam Thielen, Mr. Reliable, as the announcers called him, and it's a perfect name for him. 12 catches out of the 13 targets. Stefan Diggs downright spectacular at moments in this game, but so was Thielen on the touchdown he got. I mean, boy, you know, I mean, it's like you don't even want to do the game in order because it'll drive you crazy. But it's, it's like that first half was so abysmal and depressing. You want, and, and it's like, see, it's warm outside because of the, the whole situation, you know, the Florence and all that. Florence is a tropical depression at this moment. 
but still, you're still it's still getting there's still some wind and it's blowing that warmth up here. But the moisture seemingly is not here as much as it was uh, yesterday when it was abysmal and flora and Friday was horrible. It's kind of a nice day in the last hurrah of summer. It literally is as temperatures are going to dip dramatically here in a couple of days. So it's like you, you just have this urge like screw this. We're down 20 to 7. We never win in Lambeau. Who cares? They're just going to lose. And it's just we're sick of watching this. Yellow flags. Oh, my God. He touched Aaron Rodgers. It's passing or, or <laughs> roughing the passer. This and that. And you touch a guy's helmet. And, you know, you just touch this. You touch that. You finally make a good stop. And oh, everything's okay. And there's a 15-yard penalty. And the drive is alive. And down goes Green Bay. And every first down just happens. And everything, every little shoestring catch by Avante Adams can drive you absolutely crazy. Kirk Cousins throws perfect passes to guys like Treadwell and Bleep and Coley. It's like if they put Coley and he's got to be better than Treadwell, and they both drop passes right in their hands, right in their mitts. And, you know, Avante Adams is pulling passes right off his, sh- off his shoelaces because, well, I mean, Rodgers is throwing it in the exact spot that can't be intercepted and can't be batted away. Only the receiver can catch it, and they are catching it. So it's like you figure this is not our day. We're going to lose. We always lose to these guys. And then things change so dramatically. Um, the Vikings defense kept the Packers quiet. The third quarter was extremely boring. The Packers take an even bigger lead, 23-7. to You think it's all over. And then you have a 22-point fourth quarter. And the whole game, Kirk Cousins was stabilizing and everything. The protection wasn't pretty, this and that. It was mostly because of guys like Treadwell dropping third down passes again. I mean, wide open, third down, wide open, again, again. And, you know, and sometimes I, I check in the radio as I'm watching it just to hear how Paul Allen's talking. And it was right as Treadwell dropped it. He was just yelling, come on, man, like that. And it, that's basically the feeling. All Treadwell did today was catch his first touchdown three years into his career. That's all he did. He made one other catch along the way that I barely remember. I don't even remember it. Um... Four, he was targeted six times, officially caught the ball twice, and I got to tell you, all four of those targets were very catchable because Kirk Cousins' accuracy is unbelievable. Um, he was nailing everybody right on the numbers. I mean, he wasn't perfect. Occasionally, there's a throwaway, and you might count that as a target because you got to count somebody on a throwaway. But Treadwell, Treadwell just, you know, <clears throat> dropping wide open third down plays back-to-back weeks. And then, of course, the batted-up interception right when the Vikings are getting back in the game. An incredible play to Diggs down the field. Of course, first of all, the stabilizing store, which got the Vikings back into it. Because, okay, sure, it's like you're frustrated and everything. You're frustrated that it's a it was a 17-7 game and then a 20-3, uh, 20-7 game. But then you score that touchdown. You get this 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 drive early in the fourth quarter, which makes you feel better. Stefan Diggs getting his first touchdown of the day out of out of two at, uh, at the end of the day, 128 yards. You feel so much better. Everything's okay. And then he also, <laughs> and then you get this feeling like, okay, we stopped the Packers again. Now we can do this. Now we can. Now we can do this. And then Treadwell bats the ball up in the air for the interception. You just can't believe what you're seeing. You're just sick to your stomach, this and that. And this is after, again, Stefan Diggs making that the yards after catch on, on his second touchdown. Just an unbelievable accuracy where only Stefan Diggs can get it. He didn't have to turn around to catch the ball. He was able to catch the ball in stride. 
Packers defensive play, uh, the Packers safety didn't come over to help, thank God, and Stefan Diggs was able to finish the job, and there it was. And then again, I mean, you get this feeling like, okay, we just might get this done. It's an it's a golden opportunity. Vikings trail by four. Golden opportunity for uh, Mr. <laughs> Cousins to, to lead the Vikings for a game-winning drive. Treadwell bats the ball up in the air for an interception. And you figure the game is over. This and that. Actually, it was the pack. The Vikings were down by five, not by four at that moment. But still, an opportunity. The Packers are able to get a field goal after a good stopping by the Vikings. Good stop defense. So it's like again, a never say die. It's like you bend and not break. The Packers get first downs after first down, and then the Vikings defense steps up and gets the job done. And then you feel so much better <laughs> as we, at least we stop them. Of course, Mason Crosby makes another kick. They're up by eight. And then it was, and, th- and then there was the most famous drive of all. Just, just lights out, beautiful passes to Rudolph, Diggs, and Thielen along the way. One beautiful, accurate pass after another. You just felt, you felt confident. You felt, oh my God, we are going to tie this up. You, you could just feel it coming, and then ultimately it did. A perfectly placed pass to Adam Thielen. You were afraid to death when you saw the ball bobbling a little bit. Like, oh God, no, not Carolina again. Oh my God, not Carolina again. Where they're going to say, oh, nope, he didn't. It's not a touchdown. He didn't have full possession. But the difference also was that Thielen never went out of bounds at all. He had full possession inbounds, luckily. He was able to gain possession completely. And he was able to stay in there. An unbelievable play. Unbelievable catch. He was able to... (laughs) He was able to literally bait the uh, defender into believing that the ball wasn't necessarily coming. He didn't have his hands up early on where the defender might have been able to knock the ball away. Adam Thielen, great goading there and an unbelievable catch, unbelievable play, incredible accuracy. And Kirk Cousins' accuracy down the field was unbelievable once again this week, just like last week. Give the guy a little bit of time and look what happens. He has this kind of game. This kind of game. Unbelievable. You think, okay, we're going to go, you know, and then again, another, <laughs> not the ugly, not the prettiest pass ever, but a good play by Diggs to get the two-point conversion. You go to overtime, you figure we're going to lose the, we're going to lose the toss, though. Yeah, we're, we tied it up at watch. Green Bay will pull, pull off some magic, and then the Vikings win the toss. You get into, you, it looks like we're going to march down the field and end it, and of course, things start to drop again. Players dropping easy passes, and poor protection at the same time. Uh, so you settle for a field goal. Okay, it's kind of far, 49 yards, and of course Carlson missed, and here comes Aaron Rodgers. We're going to lose now. For sure we're going to lose now. And then, again, first down after first down, you see the good defense, or you see defense stand up again, and Alexander, who was beaten horribly multiple times in the game today, made some terrible missed tackles. Trey Waynes missed some easy tackles in the game. I wouldn't even call him easy, but plays you got to make if you if you're a legit cornerback in this league. And I do think Trey Wayne's generally is a legit cornerback, but he's still just mm, there are moments you you can't believe it. Um but Alexander getting the huge sack and Aaron Rodgers has pushed the Packers back multiple plays, penalty after penalty. <laughs> Actually the Packers finally getting some penalties on them. False start which pushed them back a little bit and then the sack which then let the Packers <laughs> left the Packers having to punt rather than being Crosby's field goal range because, of course, again, Crosby makes the kick, the game's over. 
I mean, you have to score a touchdown to end the game on the first possession. You, you score a field goal, of course. You're ahead, so if you stop the other team, the game's over. If the other team does, if the other team <laughs> scores a field goal after you fail, the game is over. So, all kinds of funky rules there. The Vikings have the golden opportunity again. Kirk Cousins leading the offense much better in the second possession in overtime. Looked like gold. Play after play. Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen making big plays. Treadwell, of course, dropping another one at the moment there. Big moment. Dropping another one. Ugh, just makes you sick. I don't know why we're still throwing to the guy. He also misread the play on another one, uh, on another uh, target during the overtime. Just misread it. I mean, it's like he's just not on the same page. And when he is on the same page, he doesn't make the play. He just doesn't. Except for that one touchdown he finally got three years into his career. Three years into his career, I'll continue to say, until I'm blue in the face. But at the end of the day, again, um, incredible uh, effort by the offense. Incredible job by Kirk Cousins, keeping, <laughs> stabilizing things, keeping this team confident and ready to go, <sighs> and <laughs> slowing down the heart rate of this fan, among many others, throughout the course of this game, had the Vikings in position to win it this time, again, after Carlson had pushed it right multiple occasions, he pushed it right during regulation, which again would have inched the Vikings closer, which would have been very helpful earlier, after a nice solid drive, you get nothing, he just pees down his leg on that one, and then you get the opportunity in overtime, okay, it's 49 yards, it's not the easiest thing ever, but you you can do it, you, you know, you have the leg, you have the leg of Adonis, you could kick it from 60 yards out, right, 59 yards away, he'll make it, no, he just pushed it right again, so then you're 35 yards out, the, the game's over, baby, we got this, but he pushed it right again, and that was it. What? But also begs the question, with the offense doing as well as it was, the execution of this offense and the time remaining and the two timeouts that the Vikings still had, why are we running the clock down? I know you're scared to death of Aaron Rodgers getting the ball and taking it down the field. I mean, you give Aaron Rodgers 15 seconds, some bullcrap's going to happen. It's just, it's always like that. He's old magic wand himself. And we hate it like we can't even believe how much we hate it. We can't even describe. Words can't describe how much we hate it because we're tired of seeing it. <laughs> we're tired of seeing it. We get it, Green Bay. We get it. You're the greatest franchise ever. Greatest. Ever. Ever. That's why you've only got two Super Bowls with two of the best five, four or five quarterbacks that ever lived. Two Super Bowls with both total. Total, by the way. Not two for, two, two for each. It's one each. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but whatever. The son of a biscuit shanked it right again. Uh, not shanked it, pushed it right. Shanking it left is the other way. That's more of a punting term, but whatever it was. He missed it again, and it's just like, okay, the common theme you're going to hear from every vent line, fan line, vent line, whatever you want to call it, wine line, is cut Treadwell, cut Daniel Carlson. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree with it at all. You, you cut them. I ain't crying. I ain't crying if you cut either one of them. How you bring Daniel Carlson back after he peed down his like three bleeping times in this game. I mean, it's one thing if you miss a kick. Mason Crosby whisked one from 52 after after he made the kick, but it didn't count because of the time it was called. That's going to happen once in a while. <laughs> after he made five bleeping kicks in the game. It's going to happen once in a while. Carlson was 0 for 3 in the game. 0 for 3. 
over three, and it was the exact same direction each time. Just like Blair Walsh's whole wide left, while this guy is pushed right. So, what's the difference here? You're just trying to be the anti-Blair Walsh by missing on the other side. <laughs> that's that's just great. And then and then you're trying to be Troy Williamson in terms of Laquan Treadwell, in terms of okay, you finally do one good play, you finally do something, and then you're dropping everything, just like Troy Williamson was dropping everything. And the guy wasn't nearly as fast as advertised either. Like, he's the speedster when Brad Johnson, 38-year-old Brad Johnson, overthrew him on multiple occasions. <laughs> Brad Johnson, 38 years old, not known for his arm necessarily. Doesn't have the worst arm ever there, but more of a mediocre guy when it comes to his arm. So, I don't know. This effort by Kirk Cousins today, it, it's just an absolute travesty that he doesn't come out with a win. It's wonderful, and I thank God in heaven <laughs> that it's not a loss. It's wonderful that it's not a loss. Believe me, because the odds of the Vikings winning the season series are outstanding. Today, you saw a Vikings team that did not quit. You saw a Vikings team that bent and didn't bro- break. They had this game won. Thank God in heaven again that we didn't lose the game. But still, the agitation, the frustration, that 6 or nine points should be on the board. Any one of them would have won the game one way or another. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, obviously the outcome would have been different. I mean, the, the last two would have won the game. Well, maybe. If the Vikings defense stood the way they did, yeah, I, I think the chances of the Vikings uh, getting the job done were extremely high because you, the, the, the Vikings pass rush finally got through a Packers offensive line that had a great day and drove us absolutely nuts. Um, so... It, it just leaves you sitting and thinking like you're hungry for more. You feel okay. You're not smashing windows necessarily because we did not lose the game. But now we're stuck with this weird crap with, with a tie, which is just weird. It messes up everything when you're looking at playoff seating. Messes up everything with your divisional record. What are we going to be? 10-4-1 now? Or, or ah, that's lame. Or like 11-4-1? Or hopefully... Uh, 11 4 and 1. Yeah, it would be 11 4 and 1 or 10 5 and 1 or 12 3 and 1. But again, 12 3 and 1 would be okay cuz you're just one half game away from being 13 and 3 just like last year. But um this is a game the Vikings deserved to win. Yet at the same time they deserved to lose too because they kept confident up opportunities. So it just leaves you with a twisted weird feeling. You're pissed off because you had the game won. And because Kirk Cousins deserved a way better fate. He deserved no interceptions. He deserved maybe a fifth touchdown. Um, just, you know, obviously that would have raised his passer rating without that interception. <sighs> oh, boy. Obviously would have raised his uh, completion percentage if the son of a gun Treadwell would have caught one of those other uh, targets. That would have been great. But um, at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> nicely done. Really. Really, though. Full sincerity. Nicely done. The Minnesota Vikings have a quarterback, and you can truly say that. And you also cannot tell me the guy's not mobile in terms of he's just going to stand there and eat the ball time and time again. He's mobile enough to at least get away a little bit. He's not that he's not that statuesque out there, so thank God for that. I understand he's not healthy Aaron Rodgers or anything, but still, solid. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously had all the... <laughs> 
obviously he was hurt, this and that, playing hurt, and but he still was able to run for a first down here and there. He still was able to complete passes here and there. And boy, the Vikings defense scares me a little bit here. Um, they haven't been that good, really. I mean, they've had some wonderful moments. They frustrated Garoppolo, but they still, you know, a couple of dropped wide-open passes by Kittle and others with San Francisco. Who knows where that game would have gone? I mean, San Francisco would have easily had 24 points, which, funny, that's so many the Vikings scored. Well, 23, pardon me. Maybe more. So, obviously, they would have gone for two. Maybe that game would have gone to overtime also in the to start off the season. Just one of those plays, the game might have been different. So, I don't know. Uh, this Vikings defense is uh, it's scaring me a little bit compared to what it's supposed to be. I mean, you look at number one at this, number one at that, number one against rush, number one against pass, number one in third downs. Incredible. Um, and I, I'm not seeing that this year. So, hopefully, again, this Vikings defense can catch up a little bit. I understand you're going against some good players here. Aaron Rodgers, hello. You're going against Garoppolo, who was 7-0 and before last week. So, there is that. The positive is the Vikings are still undefeated. <laughs> We're still undefeated. It's just a weird, stupid record, though. 1-0-1. And unfortunately, Green Bay is also 1-0-1. So we're not in first place. We're tied for first place. San Francisco's taking care of business right now. That's for damn sure. Ha-ha. I don't, I don't think Detroit's going to have a very good year. I made that pretty clear. Whew, boy. Some of these scores are... Whew. Mm. Mm. Something else. But um, with that said, I mean... It was fun. It was a fun game. It didn't look good, but it was fun. Again, missed tackles. Even Hughes had a missed one with Jimmy Graham. That one drove me nuts. Ah, Devontae Adams, not Avante. It just came out wrong. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Graham. Oh, you know, Hughes could have wrapped him up and said he went way too low, and Graham just jumped over him. Son of a gun. <sighs> this game was crazy. But again, I'm happy we didn't lose the game. I'm pissed off we didn't win. And I think, well, I think the Vikings need a new kicker. I think that's common sense. I mean, the Vikings need a new kicker. Uh, I almost forgot who Dan Bailey was. And he's out there. And it's like, I look at him and I'm like, oh, that guy. Okay, duh. Duh. Of course I knew who he was. Dallas Cowboys. You look at his Wikipedia page. What does it say? What does the Wikipedia say? I wish I could just take a picture of it and send it to you right now. But I'm, yeah. I mean, I could put it on the page. But, yeah. <laughs> I could. It shows uh, number five, Minnesota Vikings, place kicker. So, I, <laughs> that's a that's interesting. Hmm. Well, he's only 30 years old. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Of course, a very solid, awesome career with the Dallas Cowboys. Made uh, many kicks in his career. His final season with the Cowboys in 2017, not so great. Uh, after being almost perfect forever, he had kind of a stinky year last year. And he was cut after the 12th game which is very interesting, but generally speaking, 88.1% in the 40-49 to 49 yard range, 50-plus yards, 67.5. That's not the best ever, but again, those are those are tough. Uh, generally speaking, though, a pretty good kicker. Obviously, extra points, he missed one. He missed, uh, nope, he missed two last year, 2017, and zero before that. So he had kind of a yucky year last year, but before that, the guy made almost everything. And he's a free agent. And Wikipedia is now saying Minnesota Vikings kicker. I kind of doubt it, but... Well, I mean, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, but... 
Oh, and I saw Minnesota Vikings. They made two against the Vikings. That's 2013. So we're just going to have to wait and see. I'd endorse this in a heartbeat. I would love to get Bailey. I would love to bring Forbath back. I think the Vikings have to move on. I don't think Daniel Carlson is mentally fit to be a kicker in the NFL. I don't think so. Maybe in a couple of years, if he's really lucky, he can come back in a training camp and light it, light it up and be the real deal. And maybe maybe then he'll be, he'll be focused and ready to go, and he's got it. But I don't know. It's really sad to see this happen. Um, terrible decision by the Vikings to do this. Uh, Kai Forbath, we all know the clutch field goal against the New Orleans Saints. He wasn't perfect. He missed some extra points, and occasionally he he had a pretty yucky stretch. I remember in the Baltimore game, he missed a real, you know, missed a pretty easy one. It's real frustrating, but generally speaking, Kai Forbath, after he was able to kind of shake off some of that nastiness for for a little while in the middle of the season, he was downright great and. When he came in to replace Blair Walsh, pardon me, in 2016, he was bleeping awesome. He was always an accurate kicker for the most part. And he just had some bad moments here and there. And that's kind of what set him off. That's why the Saints cut him years before. I would be completely for bringing Kai Forbath back. But if Dan Bailey's the guy who says he's waiting for the right team, and if the Vikings are a Super Bowl contender, and I, today tells me they absolutely are, uh, at least offensively. <laughs> Defensively, well, it's supposed to be Super Bowl contender. If this offense and defense are good on the same day, though, this team's going to beat everybody. You know, we're going to crush everybody. We're going to be like the 96 Packers, you know, 35 to, to 10 type of games. You're going to see a lot of those this year if things continue to head in the direction they are uh, offensively and the defense can get kind of back to where they need to be and not potentially giving up huge plays. Um, so, I don't know. I would be thrilled if Dan Bailey or Kai Forbath was kicking for the Vikings next week, and I think the odds of that are fairly high. So I might as well pass out the awards for the week. Some of them are obvious, some of them are not. And I'm going to bring back the Urban Legends, of course. There's going to be two of them, and we're actually going to name the show the Urban Legends today because this game was filled with Urban Legends. How, how do you even tie the Packers? How does this game wind up this way? It's an Urban Legend in itself. This game was an Urban Legend. It, it was. Like, how... How? You know, with Kirk Cousins having the game he had, Aaron Rodgers being what he always is in, in, in Lambeau Field, particularly against us. Unbelievable numbers against the Minnesota Vikings. Second all-time in NFL history, actually. best Second best quarterback in NFL history against the Minnesota Vikings, by the way. Oh, that's crazy, considering this team's had some pretty good defenses most of the time. Not during the Frazier era, but <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Let's, uh, Get back to the point here. The Fran Tarkington Award for today's show is Kirk Cousins with a bullet. But then again, you could also give it to Thielen and Diggs. Diggs was un just unbelievable, but so was Diggs. Unbelievable. They will be standing next to Kirk Cousins for that award. Kirk Cousins gets the main one, though. He gets the lead Fran Tarkington Award for today. He was our Fran Tarkington. He absolutely was a Fran Tarkington, a franchise quarterback, without a doubt, threading the needle, accuracy downfield, accuracy in general, leading this team, calming things down, getting the job done, and calming fans down by just, just with his actions. Actions speak louder than words. So, I mean, as I'm pointing to the TV, literally, like, he calmed us down, and he did a hell of a job. So, awesome job on the road like that, in that type of environment. No matter what you think of the Packers and what their future this week, this season is going to be, he did a, uh, Mr. <laughs> Kirk Cousins did a hell of a job today, and I 
just it is a glowing massive franchise going to work for him. Johnny Flynn, what am I talking about? Christian Potter Memorial, Laquan Treadwell Memorial, or Daniel Carlson Memorial. You get the idea. But those guys, the award, I mean, their name might as well be right on the damn thing because they deserve it all the way, both of them. I mean, Carlson, you missed three field goals. Okay, we know. We know we missed him. 48 and 49 were the first two misses, but you got to make one of those two at least. I mean, for crying out loud, 35-yarder, that's bullshit that you missed that. Pardon my French. That's total bullshit. That you missed that kick. Yeah, seriously, come on. I mean, come on. So, and, and it's the exa- and missing it the exact same way again, too. That's just horse crap. Whew. And Laquan Treadwell, you are a horse crap in general. You've done nothing. You were unable to get separation throughout your career. Now you finally get a little bit of separation. I don't know if it's because nobody's focusing on you. Maybe that's a big part of it. But okay, maybe you're getting, you're earning some of it, sure. But you're not bringing the ball in. The object of a kicker is to make the field goal. The object of a receiver is to catch the ball. Just common sense, simple ABC knowledge there. ABC abilities. You made it to the NFL for a reason. And you're getting paid NFL salary for a reason. And you're not earning that check. Plain and simple. Done with that. Urban legend. Why the Vikings would literally stab Kai Forbath in the back the way they did in the first place. Why you trade up for a rookie kicker when last time you got a rookie kicker? Okay, he had one good year, and after that he was mind bleeped for the rest of the time. That was Blair Walsh. We know that already. <clears throat> but why you would do that when you're competing for a championship? I mean, it's one thing if you're the Cleveland Browns. It's another if you're the Detroit Lions. It's another if you're the Washington Redskins, who are just you know you, we don't know where they're you know we don't know what they're gonna do. But when you are a legitimate, legitimate Super Bowl contender. And you come up, and you, you you bring in a guy who had a terrible, terrible senior season. Terrible senior season. Not only do you take the guy in the fifth round, you trade up to get him in the fifth round. And you stab Kai Forbath in the back, who made that clutch kick. And didn't even get an opportunity to do anything in Philadelphia. Because you're, you guys, again, you know the phrase. You did something down your leg that entire game, defensively. And your offense, well, Keenum couldn't complete a pass through all that traffic. I think Kirk Cousins could. Still not sure, though, if the defense is going to play like that. Kirk Cousins could do a whole lot against the Philadelphia Eagles, but maybe it would have been very, 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 very interesting if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback in that game. If it was up to me, I would take Kirk Cousins 10 out of 10 times over Case Keenum in Philadelphia. Done. Done. There. I, I just made a I just made a black and white statement. Urban legend is, again, why you trade up for Daniel Carlson in the first place when you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. And the other urban legend is why Laquan Treadwell was put back out there when clearly the guy just, he can't get the job done. Why was he put back out on the field? Why was he put back out on the field in the in, in overtime? Because he, he didn't bring in anything. He was wide open and he didn't bring in anything. <sighs> Longest first segment ever. Boy, well, of course it was because look at all the crap that happened in this game. <sighs> Boy, I hope I didn't, hope I didn't drive you too crazy, but... This game drove me crazy. It drove you crazy. Hopefully, maybe I channeled all of your emotions and I was able to uh, bring it to your your eardrums as well. So, God bless. Again, Fran Tarkington, Kirk Cousins. Ah, Why do I have to continue this anyway? (laughs) Christian Ponder, Laquan Treadle and Daniel Carlson. Urban Legends, Laquan Treadle and Daniel Carlson. That's it. 
We'll be back right after this for the good, old-fashioned, fun, entertaining segment number two. back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. Might as well check into a couple games here first, an NFC North roundup, but of course we already played the <laughs> we already played the Packers, and great, the Bears are playing on Monday night, so there's only a couple games here, so that's why we kind of usually just do a roundup anyway nowadays. Cincinnati Bengals over the Baltimore Ravens. How about that? That's kind of unexpected compared to how things went oh, and now Jacksonville yep Jacksonville ended up beating the Patriots 31 to 20 yeah that looked like a mess defensively things just not working out I'm beginning to think the Patriots days are starting to get more and more numbered maybe Jacksonville might end up winning the, the AFC after all uh, Mr. <laughs> can you believe this Bortles actually looked halfway sharp New York and Dallas is kind of getting going here. Oh, goody, who cares? I don't think either one of them is a playoff team. Seattle, Chicago, we'll see. Maybe Chicago is a playoff team. But, yep, Cincinnati, 34-23 to over the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, that division there. Atlanta over Carolina. Matt Ryan actually ran into the end zone. Kind of, sort of did a helicopter. Kind of, sort of didn't do a helicopter. It was okay. 31-24, NFC, NFC South game. Not bad. Not the worst game you ever saw. Cam Newton actually was pretty good. Matt Ryan, solid as well. Boy, Matt Ryan, very accurate, we'll say. Cam Newton attempting more passes, but also accurate. Pretty entertaining game, to be quite honest, when you look at these clubs and the effort that was put in. But Atlanta ends up winning the day, despite a, a attempted comeback by the Carolina Panthers along the way there. Los Angeles and Arizona, yuck. Just, mm, that's a... That's a match made in hell. I mean, those teams aren't serious anymore, I don't think, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I don't care. I mean, Sam Bradford doesn't even look like close to the same guy anymore, and it's really sad. Just throwing interceptions, not getting anything going offensively. Arizona, once upon a time, had a pretty solid team there. Nowadays, not so much. It's just kind of a disaster. 34 to nothing. Boy, mm, after mustering just a couple points last week, nothing this week. 34 to nothing. The L.A. Rams crush. Arizona Cardinals, Washington Redskins losing today to the Indianapolis Colts and probably the best game for Indianapolis in quite a while. 21-9 in the nation's capital. What's going on with this Fitzpatrick? Remember Fitzpatrick? Where did he come from? Ryan Fitzpatrick, four touchdowns again. Looked like Kirk Cousins, 402 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles. 27-21, extremely impressive game in Raymond James Stadium. So this actually was a home game this time around for Tampa Bay. They beat New Orleans last week. They beat Philly this week. Well, all right. Maybe Tampa Bay is going to win the NFC this year when I picked them to do it last year. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, well, if Nick Foles can do it, maybe Fitzpatrick can. A near-perfect quarterback rating. Unbelievable. Crazy. 82% completion. Nick Foles is okay. But not as good as uh, whew, not as good as good Fitzpatrick. Just carrying that club right now in Tampa Bay. I don't think anybody saw that coming. But old crab legs, he ain't going to get it done. Los Angeles Chargers on the road against next week's opponent. Well, we'll leave that alone for now because that's the preview, so I better be quiet. Tennessee Titans barely edging the Houston Texans. Kind of a meh game. That's the Euler Bowl. So there's always a bowl of some sorts every week coming up on a couple later on as well. 
<laughs> the Oiler Bowl. 22-17, Titans over Texans. Kind of a weird situation there. No uh, Mariota, none of that nonsense, right? Deshaun Watson, nice game, though, for him. Good for him, indeed. Nice to see him back in the fold, 310 yards. Had an interception, but very solid in the game. Unfortunately, could not beat Tennessee. And that's just how it goes. Tennessee, though, I mean, I don't know. Blaine Gabbert, Kevin Kevin Bird, what the heck. <laughs> he threw a 66-yard touchdown. Nice trick play there, Kevin Bird. 66 yards. Derrick Henry also attempting a pass that completed 8 yards. But Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. And Tennessee was good enough, mostly because of their defense. And Houston just not off to a good start this year, despite looking promising. Huge start by Tennessee, though. That's what kind of got it going. 14 to nothing for the first quarter there. Mm, New Orleans and Cleveland. Cleveland Browns just could not finish the job once again. 21 to 18. Cleveland's defense just did, just let them down down the stretch. And ah boy, New Orleans Saints 2 and 0. Will Lutz. Will Lutz once again clutch 44 yards away. Drew Brees just kind of okay in the game. Well, not bad. I mean, he was accurate and all that. Solid, actually. I shouldn't say just okay. But it seemed like New Orleans was just kind of screwing around and playing ahead to their opponent. But again, playing playing to the level of their opponent for a while there. New Orleans actually could have been 0-2. Wouldn't that have been something? Losing to Cleveland and Tampa Bay. Oof. But they didn't allow that to happen. Lucky for them and annoying for us, I suppose. Kamara, usually the usual deadliness that he brings. Michael Thomas, another huge game. Two touchdowns. So fantasy footballers rejoice if you're an owner of that guy. Miami over the Jets, 20-12. to The Jets look like garbage. Miami, boy, they look good so far. Ryan Tannehill's been awesome in his return from that ACL last season. Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And Pittsburgh, well, Kansas City got to a big lead. Pittsburgh always seems to kind of come back, but they're not finishing the job. They're 0-1-1, so they're, the other, they're one of the other teams that's had a tie this year. Of course, along with Cleveland, Minnesota, Green Bay now, which is stupid. Pittsburgh with nice, nice uh, second quarter after Kansas City with a nice first quarter and kind of a bit of back and forth, but 42 to 37. Awesome game by Patrick Mahomes. He's had an awesome start to his career. Six touchdowns. That is off the charts. 154.8 quarterback rating. It doesn't really get better than that at all. 326 yards. Six touchdowns in the game. Unbelievable. Off the charts. Kareem Hunt, extremely valuable as well. Both ends of the <laughs> the backfield, the, the and of course making making catches. Only one today, but it was a, a key touchdown that helped Kansas City pull this one out despite Pittsburgh's tough comeback down the stretch. Wow, fun game though. Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City able to overcome the Pittsburgh Steelers and a, a little bit of a shootout there to be quite honest. Denver and Oakland, Ugh, Oakland 0 and 2 on the season. As they continue to kind of screw around, basically. Denver Broncos. Case Keenum. Yeah. One touchdown, one interception. So he's four for four, four and four on both of those. Derek Carr has just gotten more and more mediocre. Yet he completed 90% of his passes. Though a very conservative type of game plan there. Only nine yards in attempt. But okay, it's better than Case Keenum. One touchdown completion. He was efficient and good on Derek Carr. Unfortunately, again, Oakland could not get the job done. They're 0-2. Under Johnny, John Gruden, Chucky over there. Marshawn Lunch with a 65-yard effort. Not the cre not the prettiest thing, but certainly not the worst. Doug Martin, there's another there's another guy, reject from the Tampa Bay 
Buccaneer is pretty funny when you think about that. Amari Cooper had an awesome game, 116 yards, blah, blah, blah. Jordy Nelson way down there, kind of factoring in here and there, but very little at the end of the day. <laughs> very little to, uh, in the grand scheme of things we'd have to say. And really, other than that, now it's down to the NFC North roundup, if you can call it, since Minnesota Green Bay. That's, well, two-thirds of it. Again, Chicago will play Seattle tomorrow in Soldier Field. I do think the Bears win that game and get to one-on-one and one. San Francisco, last week's opponent, beats the Detroit Lions 30-27. to The Lions start 0-2 under Patricia. Oh, I'm so surprised that happened. So surprised. San Francisco scoring 30 points, though. Good on Garoppolo. Back to, back to being Mr. Perfect. Well, not really, but he's now 8-1 as a starter, so... Good on him there. Two touchdowns, 118 quarterback rating. Stafford was awesome, though. When you think, I mean, he had an awesome game. Three touchdowns, 101 at the end of the day. Just not quite as accurate. And again, very, very, very pass-centric. 100% pass-centric, pretty much. And that's the Detroit Lions. Little committee going on, and they did a good job. It's just they concentrate on passing most of the game because they were trailing most of the way. An explosive fourth quarter that ended up coming up short for the Detroit Lions. So they're now 0-2. Good for them. Golden Tate, huge day today, along with Kenny Holiday. 109 for Tate, 89 for Holiday, uh, Galladay, not Holiday, and a touchdown for him. Marvin Jones Jr. as well. Nice passing game, nice overall team, but they're 0-2 Detroit Lions, so oh well. Nice overall team, but I don't think they're going to be well coached. And I don't know, that great that great defense by Patricia not showing a whole lot. And New England's defense doesn't look so good either. They got... They got humiliated by Jacksonville today. I mean, that was awful. Awful. So let's attempt to look at the Buffalo Bills, if humanly possible. I guess we're going to be looking at Josh Allen now, because why would they go with anybody else? Why would you go with Peterman or anything like that? That'd be kind of silly. Buffalo Bills, give me a break. Uh, the Vikings better take care of business of this one. There's just no excuse at this stage. Vikings should be 3-0 and but going uh, after next week. But of course not. It's another nooner, and this is our first CBS game, we can call it. CBS, yep. I like when CBS covers the Vikings games, because that usually means we're playing an AFC team, and I don't know, it's entertaining. We don't get to see these AFC teams as much. We see four four or five teams, depending on the division. Well, four teams every season, now that the divisions are a little different than they used to be. Um, get to see four AFC teams every year, maybe throw in a couple extra, depending on the schedule, but of course, this year that's going to be that uh, the division with the Patriots, the division with the Patriots, we'll just call it that. Oh boy, yeah, kind of scary. AFC East, there. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to playing the Dolphins just to see them again. It's been ages <clears throat> in the Patriots, oof. but a lot of times we, we've lost a lot of games against the Dolphins, though. In fact, almost all the time. Buffalo Bills in, in uh, US Bank Stadium, though, no excuse for me. Vikings need to take care of business. Uh, they have some talent in certain positions, but generally speaking, a team that you thought had a good defense, well, they gave up 47 points the first week, 31 this week. A better opponent, though, I gotta think. I mean, come on. Baltimore has no business scoring 47 points, though, of course, it wasn't all just their offense. It's the horrible quarterbacking by the uh, Buffalo Bills. And, yep, Phillip Rivers and all that. Still a very char- uh, talented Chargers club. Phillip Rivers was able to complete 85% of his passes. So expect Kirk Cousins to have another awesome game. Three touchdowns by Phillip Rivers. That's just Phillip Rivers in a nutshell. Quarterback rating 143.2. Looked like he just kind of had a field day out there, and maybe the Chargers screwed around a little bit, uh, letting Buffalo back in the 
kind of back in the semi-respectable range in the third and fourth quarters, getting touchdowns in both of those, and Chargers only scoring three points in the second half. So we're talking 27-6 to at halftime. Josh Allen, well, I'm not too worried about him just yet. I don't think he's going to be all that good in U.S. Bank Stadium. This was a home game for Buffalo, by the way. So to me, there's just absolutely no excuse the Vikings should beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo might have the number one overall pick in the draft this year, the way they're going, unless Cleveland's right back at it again. No excuse. Uh, Josh Allen, less than 55%. Two interceptions. I mean, the Vikings defense should uh, have some fun. This is an opportunity for the Vikings defense to look a hell of a lot better and for Kirk Cousins to throw another three or four touchdowns, another 300 or 400 yards. I mean, it's going to be a fun day. Again, just don't get hurt, that type of thing. Don't get don't get too crazy running for a... For a <laughs> Don't get too crazy ramming your shoulder into somebody on the third and three when you're up by like 21 points. You know, let's not be stupid. Let's not get injured out there, that type of thing. Or even, or another silly thing like fumbling a ball away and somehow letting them back in the game. Something stupid like that. Which Chargers did a fairly good job of that. Just kind of did what they needed to do. Put up enough points and again, get out of there healthy and not injured. And that's what you hope to do in a game like this. Again, Show your best effort, put up the points, and then again, when you feel semi comfortable, try not just just again. Don't don't do anything crazy like you're gonna get you know getting injured if you're up by 24 points. Something that could put you in any type of danger, you know, trying to force yourself back in bounds, that type of thing. Nah, just let it go. <laughs> that type of situation. Guys twisting their knees and such, trying for that extra effort that's completely unnecessary. Um, Buffalo Bills don't scare a whole lot of teams right now, and that's totally understandable. Again, we're talking Josh Allen here. It'll be his third game, only his second start in his NFL career. Not ready for the big time yet. Usually a guy this young, this early, is not going to start off too great, unless he's like a can't-miss type of guy like a Peyton Manning. But even he threw a gazillion interceptions in his rookie year. Gazillion touchdowns and a gazillion interceptions. Um, They do have a decent pass rush. They've had it for a while. Not the same names that you used to see in the past. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander got a sack today. Jerry Hughes, guys like that. So linebacking core, able to get inside a little bit. But generally speaking, their defense is nothing what it was years ago. With the Mario Williams and such. Um, again, no excuse. The Vikings should be able to take care of business. Have a comfortable, solid victory over this Buffalo Bills team, which I think is undermatched coming into U.S. Bank Stadium. No excuse whatsoever. Vikings should score 27 to 31 points. Buffalo will get about 10, or maybe not even that. It might be like 7 or 3. I'd be very surprised anything more than 10 by Buffalo against this Vikings defense, which is, again, not looked so great the first couple games, but this is the kind of game I don't think Buffalo's going to score a whole lot of points unless there's some kind of idiotic turnover or, God forbid, a special teams touchdown, which, well... Those happen. Those kind of things happen, and that would be a way that Buffalo would score. Otherwise, their offense, I expect maybe one or two scoring plays throughout the entire game, and yeah, only one of them being a touchdown at best. So, to me, I'm looking at, again, like I was saying, 27 to 10, 31 to 10, something like that. I'll go 27 to 10, 31 to 10, because I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a fun game. It's going to be a comfortable, comfortable win. You will see Trevor Simeon, maybe do a couple snaps in the fourth quarter, maybe a you know, kneel down or two or three, that type of thing. But again, comfortable win by the Vikings. No excuses here. Two and one record. And for me, that's about it pretty much. With that, we'll hear from you guys. Fan interaction. I may have a phone call. I may not have a phone call. Brent Jacobson's trying to call in. We'll see if he gets in on time. <laughs>
we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Uh, tried to get a call in from Brent Jacobson, uh, just uh, unable to reach Dylan, unfortunately. So we're going to have to hold that off until next week. Unfortunately, it's always nice to hear from Brent Jacobson, especially after a game like this. I bet he had a lot to say. So, oh, man, I feel for you, Brent. Well, again, at least we didn't lose. Just a tie. That's kind of weird. Uh, used to see that all the time in hockey. I was glad to see it go, uh, even though shootout losses are exasperating when you play your butt off and you end up coming out home with nothing because your goalie fell asleep or whatever. You know, none of your guys could score for some strange reason. Anyhow, fan interaction. Let's get to the Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. That will definitely be in the show description. want to thank Tene Brown out of New Zealand, Vince Germano out of Australia, and Malcolm McSween out of Northern Cal for retweeting the most recent episode, number 271, Ugly But A Win. This one, again, is called Urban Legends because it's just nothing but urban legends. As we'll try to gradually continue here. Yep, this was interesting. It just happened to pop up because it was a highlighted tweet. Ali Sinekai made a bold prediction that... Uh, Laquan Treadwell would get his first uh, career touchdown tomorrow. Now, Ken, this was Saturday evening, I believe. Yep, it would have to be because it's 24 hours ago. So that would be the evening. <laughs> he would make his first career touchdown. Nailed it, Ollie. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that was it. And then now there's a lot of BS surrounding him for today's game. And that's just too bad that things would turn that direction. It's actually a huge crying shame that it would turn that direction. But that figures... Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland says, cannot see any reason for a loss with or without Rodgers playing. Don't see RD running out of steam like the Bears did last time. Get the ground game going and let's grind this out. See, the thing is, see, the defense got better as the game moved on. It seemed like the defense stunk at the beginning. It's just weird. And, you know, the whole thing was like the opposite of last week for both the Bears and the Vikings, where... The Vikings' defense was awesome at the beginning and kind of stunk later on. Luckily, they hung on and won because San Francisco just wasn't ready to win in U.S. Bank Stadium. And Chicago, of course, not ready to win in Lambeau Field. Or, excuse me, in, yeah, in Lambeau Field. And the Vikings, well, gosh, they should have won this game. Yet, in a lot of ways, they should have lost, too. Also, the uh, the whole uh, <clears throat> roughing the passer on Claymaker, that would have been an interception, this and that. Well, again, boo-hoo to the Packers because, you know, it's... I mean, it was like two or three of them on Rodgers already in the game. Eric Hendricks and others along the way that were called. There was another one along the way that was called roughing the passer. That is just in the past, just a year ago, would not have been called roughing the passer. It was just bringing the guy down hard, basically. That's about it. Uh, everything is just kind of out of whack right now, and things will have to kind of adjust as is. Players will have to adjust. Refs will have to adjust this and that before things kind of come around, but... It's the new NFL, and, well, they might as well be wearing red jerseys, I guess, because that's just how it is. Mad Martin says, blocking? Terrible start. <laughs> blocking as in there was no blocking and terrible start. And, yes, it was an opposite kind of all the Vikings had an awesome start last week and then stunk later on. This week, of course, terrible start and then kept getting better and better and better. And Mad Martin was encouraging me to have faith that when it was 20-7, to 7, I was pretty much like, we're probably going to lose. We always lose there, blah, blah, blah. And then Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, again, was the one that actually got in the end zone first there. Scored his first touchdown. Uh, he says, what's with the Vikings D-line? Really getting pushed around early on, but the Packers are running the ball very well. And they were. And the same thing happened with San Francisco last week where there was pretty nondescript running game. But again, they were getting 
yardage in, in areas you think they normally wouldn't in the past. Uh, Mad Martin was saying that Dean needs to wake up. Can Cousins win a shootout? And he would have, yes. He would have won the shootout today. He would have won, but the, but the kicker missed twice. So he would have won the shootout twice, and the kicker missed twice in overtime. Um, Crosby never got a chance to kick a field goal because the Vikings defense stepped up as the game progressed. Uh, Mad Martin continues saying, was Cousins seeing the ghost of Randy Moss? We need to level this before the half. Yep, overthrowing, I suppose. Just put yep, the red jersey on Rodgers. It's not even enjoyable watching these games anymore. This league is turning into garbage. Yep, it was getting extremely frustrating. Yep, Zimmer. Mad Martin says, hopefully Zimmer has put some fire in these players' belly at the half. Have you given up on this game? He's saying there's still hope, and you, you were right. One hard catch, hard one to watch, and it does not do my mental health more, much good, or my liver. Yep, so you can fill in, uh, read, the, read the lines there. You're saying how oh, it's hard to watch. Let's keep, let's get the bleeping ball back and dagger these slackers as things were changing. And then there was the spectacular play. Mad Martin liked that one where I said, oh my God. Need another one of those. Josh Gordon, anyone? That was, of course, when uh, Treadwell kept dropping everything. And yeah, I mean, that's an interesting possibility that could happen. Apparently, it would take a trade. Some people were say, some people were thinking uh, Cleveland might, you know, maybe they'd take a second or third round pick. I'm thinking they'd take a sixth for Josh Gordon. Um, he's not really been cut. I think they'd take a sixth round pick. And well, let's think about something. Daniel Carlson, fifth round pick. Josh Gordon, sixth round pick. Hmm. Well, let's leave that there. Dagger them now was saying, Mad Martin, what the bleep passes to tread, tread drop and yet another missed field goal. Cut the bleeper. Cut the bleeper. I'm so bleeping pissed. So game passes frozen in Europe. No idea what's happening. Feels like a loss. Two people screwed up with this game. Yep. And both equally to blame. Carlson. Yeah, it did feel like a loss. Poor kicking. Three, missed three field goals. What a joke. And Continued use of Treadwell when he clearly is not a good number three wide receiver. A joke. Cut them. Uh, Malcolm clicked like on one of them. And then the final tweet here is Mad Martin again. My rage level has come down at last. But we need a number three wide receiver. How about Dez or a trade for Gordon? See, that's the thing. There's guys out there. It might be a kind of a goofball situation. Dez's ego is a little bit too big. He'd want to be the top dog, and uh, no, not with these guys. <laughs> a trade for Gordon, maybe. Uh, both both have issues, but can catch a football. As to the kicker, it's a mess. Need to make a bold move. And yes, uh, again, Bailey, Bailey or Forbath, I think easily are an upgrade. Sometimes guys just aren't ready for the big time. And Daniel Carlson, are, are you kidding me? I mean, that's the kind of game, there's just no way you bring him back as far as I'm concerned. And if they do, I'm going to be mad. So it's just a strange situation when you look at it. Uh, so let's move on to the Facebook page. First, I'm going to give a shout-out to MN Vikeshaven. MN Vikeshaven. Vikingshaven. I keep calling it Vikes. It's Vikingshaven, run by Trevor Wickerin out there, north north of here, north of the Twin Cities a bit. Uh, giving him a big shout-out. And the page also, in-game threads, Viking news, all that. Similar to the Purple Mafia page. Go there, like it, interact with some new people, this and that. And we can each kind of interact with each other, bring each other to each other's pages. And that's a nice way to grow. So thanks again, Trevor. Uh, for allowing me to post links to Purple Mafia on that Facebook page. Now let's continue from the most recent show on Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. 
Gerald Spring was saying, can't wait to listen. Gerald Spring out of Nebraska, that is, and Hall of Famer. Uh, says, loved the, loved the extended version. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It took you like 30 minutes to pick the Vikings this weekend. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? It was tough where this last, this, this, this one today, it took about 30 seconds. Oh, they're playing Buffalo? Yeah, they're going to win by about 20. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, what the hell are they doing? Quit screwing around. He says, I'm with you. I think they will pull it off somehow. And they almost did. They almost won the game by three, just like I predicted. The score would have been a little higher, but gah! You know, the kicker makes one of those attempts in overtime. Of course, if he makes one, the game's over either way. So we missed out on six points, not nine. So you can look at it that way. Um, the other one would not have been necessary. Look at it that way. So, yeah, one way or another. It's still really irritating. Just make the damn kick, especially the 35-yarder, though. I mean, the offense looked so gorgeous. And we probably would have scored a touchdown if we didn't just run the clock down intentionally and say, okay, we'll make it. It was almost as if Zimmer was trying to kind of, like, bleed it out and say, okay, you know, okay, general manager Rick Spielman, here's your guy that you've traded up for. Let's see what he does. Oh, look at that. He missed again. So guess what? Can we cut him now, please? Yes. Anyhow, that might be exactly how we're thinking. Let's get back to what Gerald was saying. He says, I'm with you. I think they pull it off somehow thinking this will take a couple picks. Then there was no picks. That's the interesting part. No picks. Now, of course, an inter interception that was unearned thanks to Treadwell volleying it up in the air. Another one that got disqualified because Claymaker... Claymaker, fly like a bird, want to fly away, all that. He, uh, <laughs> he was called for a, it's not a late hit, just roughing the quarterback, which I guess everybody's called for roughing the quarterback, so whatever. Since Green Bay wanted it so bad, they got it called on them and almost cost them the game. <laughs> that interception would have ended the game, and luckily that was not the case. Or it was an overthrown pass, which would have been to Stefan Diggs, but, of course, badly overthrown in that play. Um, let's move on. Cousins shows us why we signed him to the big deal. Get us off to first place and early lead in the division. Skull Joey, and thanks for all you're doing. Thank you very much, Gerald, for that. It means a lot. Um, Cousins did show quite a bit of why we paid him. He looked wonderful. So, what's this all about? Okay, yep, Avante Collins is out for the season with an elbow injury. An elbow injury in practice early in the week. Uh, it actually took place during last week, and then it kind of, like, lingered in, and they realized, like, yeah, this is serious enough that he's out for the season. That's pretty rough. But, again, that's offensive line for you. They, you know, they're pushing, constantly pushing. So it's basically like bench-pressing each other, and every now and then something hyperextends, and things don't turn out so great when that happens. Hyperextension is not what you want. So that sucks. Uh, Leland from Iowa says, and so it begins. They signed Brian Witzman from the Chiefs, it looks like, and that was the uh, fact. Witzman actually started a good number of games last year for a pretty good offensive line. No action today, and of course, no elf line today either, which doesn't help. Uh, Mark Carlson, also from Iowa, says exactly my thoughts. So it begins. Gerald says, wow, Billy Weaver's up to... What's, what's Billy Weaver's up to nowadays? Uh, that's funny. Billy Weaver's up to nowadays. Yep, and if there's Willie Beavers, <laughs> we need... We, we, we might need him. Yep, we need somebody. But we did get uh, Witzman, so we'll see what happens. Of course, again, no action today. As we continue to move upward, and yep, Witzman it is. I think there was, nope, there was no response. People just clicking like this and that. 
So, all right, Avante Collins out for the season, unfortunately, as we try to continue. And you look kind of a little bit in the in-game thread. Of course, lots of frustration, lots of angst towards the third receiver and the kicker. You can imagine who those two people are. Yankee Zong says the ice is real. Way to go, Zimmer. And, of course, that was icing Mr. Uh, Crosby. Yep, thank you, Yankee, out of the St. Paul area there. Actually, uh, Brooklyn Center, if I remember correctly. Josh Mayer Henry out of Colorado says defense needs to play now. No more messing around. And they did. Brad McCarthy was dig deep, dig deep defense, dig deep. This game, <laughs> this game's on a thread. Purple Mafia rocks. Thank you, uh, Mark Carlson. Dave Vicky says, my bad. It's hard to call the Vikings in a comeback. Justin Mayer Henry is staring in disbelief or an excitement. Justin Mayer Henry also out of Colorado. Gerald Spring says, I'm getting too old for this shit. This, this suspense is killing me, and I feel the same. I was screaming and yelling, too, with the uh, Treadwell dropping the ball or being out of place and being out of position. We have to settle for a, a long field goal attempt, and of course missed. Big shocker. Justin Mayer Henry, or Josh Mayer Henry, pardon me, says, why is he on the damn field? Mark Carlson says, get Treadmill off the field forever. Mm-hmm. The guy can't be up there saying how he can't play. Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota says, why is Treadwell still in the game? Justin Mayer Henry says, Aaron, getting the ball back. We need to get that pick six. And luckily, you know, we stopped him, and there was a sack by an unex un unexpected person there in uh, Alexander who played pretty lousy most of the game. I was getting more and more frustrated. Yep. Another missed field goal. I couldn't believe it. Yep. It just made me so angry. Hmm. As we just continue to move on. Again, it looked like the Vikings had lost the game again. And again, uh, Mr. Rogers was kept in check. Thank God. Dave Hickey says, freaking kicker is gone. Gerald Strings says, ouch, help wanted. Contact Mike Zimmer, kicker, number three receiver. And it looks like it continues here. What does he say? Yuck. Yep. Justin Henry says, need to make tackles. Justin Mary said, yes. Oh, okay, this is when Alexander made the big sack. And everyone was excited. Brett McCarthy then says, no. Because obviously the kick was missed. And I was saying, at least we're not going to lose the game. That's the good part. Now let's avoid the tie. And I just, yeah, basically called what's-his-name a jerk. Just like I called Blair Walsh a jerk for missing a very makeable kick. Yankee Zong says, bring Kai back. Justin Mayer Henry says, he's fired. Are you kidding me? Says Jay Grups Grupinski. Sorry. Yep. Uh, three misses. Says Josh Mayer Henry. Brett McCarthy says lots of stuff to straighten out. Justin Mayer Henry says, I feel like I could have made that kick. Yep. Mark Carlson. We would have killed them if not for the kicker. Yeah. And, well, Treadwell, too. Again, open, wide open on third down, too. Josh Mayer Henry says that was some, the same as an extra point. Uh-huh. Justin says there was a lot of positives to see here and there was but kai would have nailed that damn kick makes me sick to my stomach and he would have josh Henry says nine points left out there leland says man it was an awesome super ride today fellas and that was fun brad mccarthy says simply again need a kicker bring kai back yep i agree with all of that the only thing I can't, the only thing I have to say is, uh, it wasn't, you know, and I, and I was even saying nine, but then you sit down and think, no, it was actually six because they were both in overtime. So, well, of course, now if the guy made it, yeah, well, let's just imagine if the guy made it and then 
Crosby made a kick, but then again, no, we would have won the game because <laughs> if if the whole thing turned out the same or with Aaron Rodgers getting sacked, then the game's over and the Vikings win. So it, either way, it more than likely would have been just six. So let's look at the post-game thread. This is as big a post-game thread as I've ever seen, actually. Wow. <laughs> Justin Muir Henry says, again, kill the kicker. Yankee Zong says, I'm going to see Forbath next week. I think so, too, hopefully. Matt Emer out of the UK says, weird game. Played bad, should have lost comfortably, but at the end we should have won. Tied. Feels like a big defeat, and it was extremely confusing. Very strange. Uh, Gerald String responds, saying, I agree, feels like a big L. It was a weird, weird game. Jim Kettner, welcome aboard, says, I, I went to kick my TV, but I missed wide right. That was awesome. Good one. Justin Mayor Henry says, Rogers could have made that kick with his broken knee. That is going to be a long ride home for that kid. Damn chump. That was still an amazing game, but the tie stings worse than a loss in that situation. Yes, it stings worse in terms of like the game, the win was there. But at least again, let's at least it wasn't like the season, you know, like again, like when Blair Walsh missed, we lost because we were actually down by a point, which is so lame sauce. So, I mean, again, it sucks, but again, I feel better at the end of the day where we'll probably win the season series at the Green Bay. That's the positive, but the negative is, yeah, I mean, we had that game. We really did. Um, Gerald String says, everyone send Joey $100. I pick the 6 a.m. slot for how long it takes to cut Carlson. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. No relation to Mark Carlson, he says. Josh Mary Henry jumps in and says, it really sucks when your offense plays so good to get the team back into the game and give them a chance to win. And the, and the kicker, yep, uh, kicker blows it. This tie feels like a loss. Yep. Chris Porter out of Idaho says, tough game, man. Mm -hmm. Mark Carlson chimes in on this segment and says, I want to say something cool here. Like, this is what you get when you don't give up. The impossibility of a drive to tie the game and go into OT, and here we are with a win. But don't have any words for this. But I don't have any words for this. We have had them... Excuse me. We had them with the dagger in our hands. The, the dagger to win was ours. Skull Purple Mafia Nation. What a game. And what an in-game thread, too. Yeah, pretty, pretty busy, all right. Justin Shatava says, The game is going to kill me yet. <laughs> this team is going to kill me, he says. Uh, Josh says, Hell, leave him in Green Bay with Treadwell. Jay Grupstinski says, We never should have switched our kickers. Uh-huh, exactly. We never should have switched the kickers. Yep, and again, yep, Brett McCarthy says, need a kicker. Where's Kai? Tony Coleman out of South Dakota says, firewalls. Er, I mean, <laughs> I like that. And Gerald String, whew, still going for a ways here, looks like. He says, I like the way Cousins looks like he's been our quarterback for years. Coleman collected, got lucky on a couple. Should be picks, but no question, the guy's a player. And I agree. He says, ties suck, but there were good signs today. Our team is getting better. Cook and Murray, what a nice combo package. And it really compliments Cousins in our receiving core. Would expect to see Zilstra on the field next week and maybe see BB called up if they decide the experiment is over with Treadwell. And I would lean that direction. I would I would lean that direction if I were Zimmer at this point. It's not working. BB can catch, I believe. I think he can make it in this league. And Zilstra, sure. I mean, let's see. Let's go. Come on. Let's see what you can do, Zilstra. You made the team for a reason. I mean, come on. Byron... 
Suski says Laquan's hands and Carlson's feet can find their own ride home. <laughs> Doug Erdahl says that Matthews roughing the quarterback call was BS. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this might be a Packer fan, actually. Wouldn't be surprised. Generating a couple responses. Gerald String says, ew, yuck. It's a Cowboys fan crush, crashing Purple Mafia. <laughs> That's funny. Curtis Pate says, we need a bleeping kicker, and it's time to start. O'Neal. Well, yeah, he looked good, didn't he? He looked good. He looked good in the, the preseason, and he didn't give up anything today, did he? So, yeah. O'Neal looked okay. Yes, and by the way, Rashad Hill, because there's so many other things to talk about. Poor Rashad Hill's uh, injury got buried. He had an injured ankle, and yes, Brian O'Neal made his NFL debut today, and he looked okay. He stood his ground. He held his own. I was, I was pleased with what I saw out of him, so appreciate with what he was able to bring to the uh, the table today and nice long career ahead of him I think honestly so that's the good part at the very least that's definitely the good part so we'll just kind of leave that as is for now good call there Curtis Pate uh, he said let's see damn this Aaron O'Neill he can play way too good to be on the sideline for trash that's starting PS Treadwell needs to be left at that MF bleep that bitch. <laughs> yep. Eric Mustard said, yep, yep, there it is. Kai Forbath standing there holding his helmet and it says, miss me yet? Miss me yet? Miss me yet? Yeah. Three times we missed you today, Kai. I'd, I'd take him back today if I could. Tony Coleman says, never thought I would, but yep. And then uh, Gerald Spring says, please come home. Yeah, Tony was not a fan of Kai Forbath. I kind of liked him, though. I mean, he's not perfect, but no kicker is. Cedric Paulding out of Mississippi says, I I mean, excuse me, after watching Carlson for four years at Auburn, I thought we finally had our kicker. Vikes are cursed with kicking woes. Carlson needs to see a shrink to clear out his head, and it sure looks that way. Yeah, I didn't think about that. He was at uh, War Damn Eagle, wasn't he? War Eagle. <laughs> so David Gibson says, I wish the kicker would play as well as the rest of the, the offense. And man, that was something else, wasn't it, today? An amazing offense, uh, amazing performance by Kirk Cousins. It's such a shame that you, you, you come up empty like that. But no loss, no loss, just a weird, weird tie. So that's just kind of how it goes. Um we're going to wrap up the fan interaction segment. Very, very awesome. Very uh, nice inclusion by everybody. Yeah, last week was kind of weird, kind of slow. Not, I mean, a lot of people interacted. The numbers not so great. It wasn't the worst week, but it seemed like maybe the fan base is a little skittish after last week's game. This week, I think it tells you that this team is ready to play because just about every other Vikings team with Aaron Rodgers on the field, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Uh, we clearly have a quarterback that is hit legit. Uh, you change out the kicker or somehow, some way, he miraculously turns it around. Who knows? Um, offensive line plays steady, decent. Maybe Brian, o uh, yeah, maybe Brian O'Neill is uh, ready to go more than we thought. He's he's a bit ahead of schedule. Wow, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see what happens with that. So it's gonna be an amazing season, I think. I think this season has a lot of promise. Uh, this team had the Packers beat despite all that adversity. So that's extremely encouraging for me the rest of the way. Um, I'm kind of ending with that thought. But again, let's pass out the awards. And it was so spread out, it's kind of hard to give them out. Um, I think Matt Martin and Gerald Swing deserve to share the gold this week. I mean, they just so much interaction. It's so good. So many of you deserve it. Like Josh Reader, Henry, and Mark Carlson should share the silver this week. And they're going to they're gonna share the silver 
um, bronze. Oh boy, yep, it's still a tough. Uh, mm, what was that? Uh, David Pate deserves it. That was a really good little take there. I think it was his first ever post. He's going to get a bronze star out of it. That was awesome. Uh, yep, David Pate for sure. Mark Carlson shared a silver with. Uh, who was it? I just said it too. That's the funny part. Well, we'll get back. Uh, shared it with Josh Mayer Henry. Justin Mayer Henry. And David Pate will share the bronze. So thank you guys for your inclusion. Obviously, Brett McCarthy is a bronze, bronze, gold, silver every week too. I mean, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for inclusion. Yep, Mad Martin, very much into this one. Very animated. Gerald Sering, very animated and a lot to say. Uh, detailed conversation. Thanks again for your guys' interaction. All of you deserve stars at some point. Uh, you know, every single week you guys are like into it and uh, do a fantastic job. And keep me coming and thank you again. So, the weather's about to cool down a bit, and so today was kind of Simmer's last hurrah, at least for the most part, unless there's another hurricane that's uh, strong enough to push all that hot air back up here again, which is exactly what happened this week. So, we'll see what happens as things progress. Not all of you are from Minnesota, though. Maybe California, you won't feel it as much. Heck, you might have felt something from that typhoon over in Asia, so you never know. That was a big one. Who knows? Um... The surf might have been up, we'll say, too, because of that. You know, obviously, there's a lot of waves and stuff, but, of course, that's thousands of miles away, even from there. But, all right, well, with that said, the stars are passed out. The Vikings didn't lose, but they didn't win either. Ugh. So, we'll just have to leave with that weird, twisty feeling and hopefully a nice butt-kicking tune-up in uh, U.S. Bank next week against the Buffalo Bills. Until then, take care.